0: and then so I'm just gonna go bosh and then cut to a shot
1: cool I'll
0: oh, be going sweet hey I'm Adrian and we are
1: not doing that intro <laughs> it's our first ever intro <laughs> <laughs> I love it <laughs> right yeah.
0: this, this is why I like shooting at my own <laughs> straight face <laughs> Hey, I'm Adrian, I'm George, and I'm Andrew, and it's about f***ing time, and today we are talking about the watch that first got us into watches, and another watch that got us deeper into watches.
1: Oh, yes. The watch that just, where it went from desire to love, like something deeper.
0: We realized it was in us, and this has to be our life, because we all live through watches. Yeah. This is our thing. Yeah. Um, but to start off with, we need to find out what's actually on our wrists now, today, George, what have you got on?
2: I got the casquette from GP. This is the new ceramic one that they launched. Um, this is just for me. This is a cool watch. Um, no, 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 no. It's uh, it's. Uh, thank you for, for telling me. Um, <laughs> this this is uh, very. It, it's just such a great watch, and it's it's an unusual. And this it, explains help, me though. as a as a as a watch um, because it it's odd. And I kind of think that that's kind of the the nice thing. It's just an odd watch, and, and it's not your usual watch that you see on everyone's wrist, and that's why I like it.
1: looks a little bit like the one you did for Only Watch. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh. oh, thank you, Andrew. Thank you, thank you. Okay, what have you
2: got on your wrist? Because you, yeah. you've taken over, I'm going to grab your watch.
1: <laughs> you take mine. I'm wearing the Zenith Night Surfer because you're not the only one that can do Zenith watches, George Bamford. Look
2: um, at that dial. I
1: mean, like, that is...
2: Well, it isn't a dial because there isn't a freaking dial. Like <laughs> exactly, <laughs> Tor- torture the podcast listener. But um, yeah.
1: no, it is. It's such a cool watch. I thought I'd bring it just to show you guys because we talked about it a bit, and and here it is. Tell, Andrew. tell, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, so one more, thing. one thing. Yeah. The
2: the coating and the the case. It, just that feel is awesome.
1: Thank you. I, this is the B-Blaster titanium bracelet, which it feels good. You were saying that just before you tried it on, Adrian. First oh, I feel. I,
0: I love the finishing. The finishing is what stands out. I, I love dark watches. Dark metals and I love matte finishes and it's the stealthiness that comes to that and it's not matte black it's just there something else you um, so what you got on I like what George said about how you feel your watch is you it represents yeah. you because it's a, a bit what do you say weird yeah odd. weird odd <laughs> odd odd <laughs> so so this is what <laughs> I feel a... about my watch um, I have my Explorer the one six one four two seven oh. and this is me Uh plain boring. Vanilla, classic. A classic. Thank you. Okay, yeah. we'll go with that. <laughs> A classic. <laughs> A classic. But the thing is, we all know about
2: that watch. We, we, but that's what I love is, we know about that watch, but we don't know the stories. We don't know everything about it, and that's what I think is the cool thing about what we're doing. Mm.
0: Absolutely. And and we we all come from such different backgrounds, uh, both professionally and and through our lives. And so I think that in itself uh, brings different stories.
1: What have you got there in your hand, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> I just reached behind, behind Adrian there to to grab a bottle of Four Pillars, which is an Australian-made gin, and it is there but for the grace of Four Pillars that we go. Oh yes, look at this! Look at that! The awesome brand. It is. No, this is uh, has been the best gin in the world for two years running, and Four Pillars has been kind enough to sponsor our podcast. Thank very you very much. much. Can't wait to try that. There will be a, f- a drinks break at some point when we feel we need some uh, refreshments. And we will try a four pillars in each episode. Ooh. Some fuel. Can't wait.
0: Yeah, cracking. Cool. Let's keep that in short. <laughs> <laughs> so we get paid. So, <laughs> Andrew, let's let's start with you. Okay. What was what was the watch that first switched something in your brain to think? Hang on, there's something else here.
1: It was a Panerai. Oh, right. you we know what I was expecting from you. <laughs> we don't pre-talk these things. No, I was uh, working on a watch magazine and it was before I had any inkling that this would be a hobby, a career, anything. I, I, I had a triathlete magazine. I had three travel magazines for the Starwood Hotel Group. So, yeah. the Meridian, St. Regis, Sheraton. Western. uh, I was putting together, I was just a publishing guy. And in this broad mix of titles, I had a title called Fine Time for the Hourglass in Australia. Yes. Do you remember Fine Time? Yes. So I edited one of those early titles and in it, in amongst all the watches was a Panerai. And I've just never been so struck by the design of a watch. And that's the thing about Panerai, you know, it really, it's so different. It's not avant-garde and yet it's different. So I spent years saving for a Panerai and then I got one. But this is where I go into watch 2. Okay. It actually wasn't it it I didn't feel what I expected to feel when I had it. It was like it was unreasonably expensive for me at that time. Like I, I remember the price exactly. It was $7,850. That's Oh, right. Aussie. Aussie. Okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Where are you from, uh, <laughs> our, dollar, our currency's not doing so well right now, so I think that's about £500. Pounds.
2: <laughs> well, at, le- at least we're coming back to England,
1: of course. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. But uh, uh, I thought this would change my life. I thought this watch right. would be. Women, wine, song, forever, for all time. No, But I felt that it would complete me in some way. You thought there would be a crescendo. uh, As soon as you brought that watch, it was, yeah. yeah. And look, it's a beautiful object. I put it on. I felt very self-conscious about it. I felt very nervous about it. I I was very, just, you know that feeling when you put on something super expensive for the first time? You would remember this. when You're you're aware
0: of it, yeah. You're
1: just aware of it all the time. Two days later, I banged it into a door handle. and And I chipped the crystal. Oh, oh, wow, you really did bang I it. I really banged it. And and in that second, I fell out of love with watches completely. So it was actually a very short romance where the love that I had built towards yeah. never got consummated properly, and it also just quickly ended. And I lost trust and faith in that watch. And again, I, I am a pretty clumsy and violent person, so <laughs> it uh, may have been me, may not be Panerai's fault, but whatever the case... I decided I wasn't a watch person and I right. decided I never wanted a watch again and I sold it. Wow. Yeah. So it was, you know, sometime later, but I just, I didn't, I, in, in between the chip and the sale, I got married in it. I still had it around. Didn't get any attachments to it. Didn't f- feel... Can, a can we go back to it. the bit
0: about, um, you wanted it to, you thought it'd bring <laughs> you the, I don't know, a lifestyle that wasn't the current lifestyle that you had. Mm. Was that um, pop culture? creating that or was
1: that Panerai's branding? I think it was Disney. a bit of both. I think, right. well, it was not a status thing for me because none of my friends had watches, expensive watches. It was just, it was a personal thing. Right. But I thought I would get a sense of being more me somehow or mm-hmm. I thought that it would be some sort of a significant life change. But I realized when it was, when I injured it and that it was vulnerable and that it was like I had this and it was so expensive that when I chipped it, I just gave myself, have you ever done that? I yeah. heard a watch. Yeah. And just for days and days or weeks and weeks, just gone, just lamented that. Have you done that? Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. to
0: my Kermit on, on the concrete and landed face down. And uh, it's one of those moments where you don't want it to pick it. It must have been a long three seconds for you. <laughs> you can't just leave it there thinking, it, it's a gamble. It could be broken. It might not be broken. If I don't look, then I don't know. So maybe i just, <laughs> I just leave like it there for <laughs> the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you're, you're
2: right. But the thing of being in fear of a watch. Mm. Uh, you know these watches are, are meant to be worn and loved and beaten around and i i'm a little bit different as i've always come from this point of like i want to see how it works so I, i'm instantly i'm the one that makes the first chip yeah um because i always then take, you can relax so i always take the strap off a watch i always want to see how they've done the case construction mm. so i always go in there and you know no matter what, even if you're trying to be really delicate you 're always going to pop something you're going to make a little yeah. scratch so uh, as soon as I made that scratch it's my scratch so that's a different scenario where I think when you're not in the watch world and you're not yeah. you're kind of from the outside looking in you're going to go i've just spent this much on a watch and 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 it's ruined <laughs> no but it's also unfathomable sometimes where you kind of go this watch is." worth X amount and you're kinda of thinking, some of the watches, you know, you go into some of the big brands, they're worth more than cars and houses. Yeah. yeah. And you put it and people are wearing them and you're like going, What the hell are you doing? Yeah. But sometimes I think that's the reality of it. It's like you can either be in fear
1: of what you're wearing or you can enjoy it and love it. Well in my case the the repair bill would have been I mean, I, I was on eighty grand. Let's just be honest. I had no money. Like this was more valuable than my car at the time which was a subaru so i was (laughs) i was not acting my wage by buying this watch and this is i was mid-20s so it was early in my life and look, I, the funny thing about the story is that I did go on to have all these cliched watch experiences with it where they say, oh, I could never sell this watch. I got married in this watch. I got married in this watch. I couldn't wait to sell it. So it actually wow. it did, it didn't work. And I just wondered, should I continue on with my, my, my true love story or should I, I think I should kick one of you guys because <laughs> I've talked a lot. But the, my first watch that I truly wanted was not the, the, old, the watch that got me into watches. It got me out of watches. That's so I thought I'd throw that in there. I I think that's such a it's such an unusual way of looking at it.
0: <laughs> Over to you. What's what's your Um Adrian. So I'm a bit embarrassed to say this to be honest, because I've I've only ever done it spoken about this story. Oh, no, I have done it on my channel. So my first watch that got <laughs> me into watches... I've done always, it on my channel. Always good to get the exclusive, George. <laughs> I mean,
2: it's about effing time you talk about this bloody watch now. So, But,
0: but I, I feel like this is a bit of therapy for me. Um, so i just come out... With it. it's that my first watch was a, a Gucci chronograph. Uh, I've always been into watches. I've always enjoyed watches. I've always worn a watch. Um, and buying a watch has always been a thing. But they never really... I don't know, nothing fascinated me about it, but this Gucci chronograph, um, I'm not a Gucci person, and I wasn't particularly a chronograph person, but my sister-in-law worked for Gucci, she said, look, there's a staff sale, I can get this thousand pound watch for a hundred quid, do you want one? Oh,
1: yeah, sure. It's a fair discount.
0: Yeah, exactly. That,
2: that staff discount, I'm like,
0: <laughs> like you want to be on Gucci a few sit- brands <laughs> like that? She might get grumpy at me showing that information, but it's out then. I've done it. So,
2: okay firstly on that side what 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 was this Gucci because the, the, there's
0: a you, photograph you know. I'm not sure if it's up let me just uh, get it here so basically it was it was quite a flashy um, looking chronograph it was this thing oh okay yeah so it it really wasn't my oh that's that that white balance is really strong there um, so it really wasn't my kind of thing <laughs> but It was a fancy watch and I wasn't earning fancy money and so it felt nice to be able to wear a thousand pound watch and it not cost a thousand pounds. But Mm. the thing that triggered me was in a positive way it had sapphire crystal, it had a mechanical automatic movement inside and it had a calf skin strap on it. Things that I hadn't experienced before because I'd always had EcoDrive citizens which have mineral crystal, they come on bracelets and, and so this was my first taste of luxury. I suddenly realized that actually sapphire crystal there is a value to it because this is crystal clear. Uh, the cask leather wasn't nice. It was very soft, but it was a movement inside which fascinated me. I knew Gucci couldn't make movements because they're a fashion brand. And so I started Googling who made this watch. I uh, found it had an ETA, a, a cheap ETA movement inside. Led me on to watch forums, realized that, oh, other brands that I consider watch brands, Omega, Tag Heuer. Yeah these guys use ETA movements as well. And so suddenly this became, (laughs) it wasn't a Gucci watch. This is a Gucci powered by the save movement that Tag Heuer used <laughs> because <laughs> I had this association. And you would with bore tag Heuer. people at dinner parties. Say, hey, I absolutely I know would. you're judging
1: me for wearing Gucci,
0: <laughs> but, but exactly this could be a tag. And, just, and it, just just get rid of the squint.
2: name on this. This is
1: not gu- Gucci. It's so just gonna- filing off the Gucci. And you know what? I can think of some tags that have that dial configuration.
0: I think you. <laughs> no, no, that, that's it. It's it's it, it's got this easier movement inside. I sold it uh, very very quickly because I just fell down this rabbit hole of oh my god this people out there who actually talk about watches and there was these watch forums and uh, it was fascinating realizing that it isn't just a nice thing that's on your wrist people can talk about it and, and you, you can become obsessive about this stuff and so that was my gateway drug i I, sadly. I thought it was a quartz
2: movement when you first brought it up that's it's a eta movement actually it's a serious watch and, and it, it's kind it, of it was yeah you know and uh yeah it's it's and also Gucci, it wasn't what I was thinking you were bringing to the table. Both of you, <laughs> it's actually, I'm it's like, not, it's really not too bad. It's, it, in it,
1: there is it. a bit of
0: bling in there. There's yeah. a bit of kind of yeah. like, um, it's it's not me, but it but it was. It, uh, I was I was working in retail at the time. Um, and and an Altimeter date, like that's a little bit fancy. No, exactly. It's it yeah. and it's. It, I have a feeling. No, it wouldn't have been a ceramic no, bezel. No, right, but like it, but it's got bezel. a, a Daytona esque bezel to it. Yeah.
1: Um, it, it just felt cool. Can I just call something out? We have Gucci to thank for Bark and Jack. Hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I <laughs> want to thank them now. <laughs> mm. George, what, what George, was, your, was your first?
1: What was your gateway? And was it love for you? Because it wasn't for me. It was for Adrian. Was it, was it no, love? No, no, no. It wasn't love. No, So I, we, neither of us
0: were love? No, no. no. It absolutely wasn't
1: love. Oh. We're getting to the love. We're okay. The love, so yeah. look,
2: before you had... You were in, you had system watch you had. So I've had other watches before my first kind of getting first kind of going, actually, this is a really cool watch. Um, my first one was the formula one. Um, I, I love the formula one watch. Uh, this for me is just a damn cool uh, watch. It's the full aluminous dial, quartz movement um, kind of metal Um, case but I love the Formula One and it was this one not actually this one because I just got this off eBay because I was just like (laughs) I've got to show you guys what was my first one. My first ever Formula One watch sadly I gave it to an ex girlfriend she won't give it back. I'm not bitter about that at all (laughs) but this was that thing of like the Illuminous dial Um, I just loved how it glowed at night. I loved the whole thing I felt like it was a grown up swatch
1: Um, Can Can I just remark to you in case you both don't know how big Tag Heuer is in Australia and how desirable these watches were. Oh. Like, I look at this and there's a part of me that's just on fire, like still has that same feeling yeah. because there was an era. This was just a d- I feel that's, that's watch. near enough iconic in, in, yeah. in the yeah. UK as well. This was yeah. my,
0: as I said, before I go into watches, I knew that this was the watch. That was what I wanted. It, it just
2: even on design-wise, I love how they use the Tag Heuer logo for the um, 12th, uh, nine and six. You know there was just so many cool things, the elements of this, and i f- I really fell in love with it. I loved even how the quartz jumps it's mm-hmm. it's not it, it, there's something weird about the whole watch, but it that illumination at night and i and I used to love it anyway, giving it to my ex-girlfriend that was fine. but the thing that I, on this is it started the love affair for my children as well. So I I brought um, the smaller size. Um, There was a pink and a blue one. Of course, I'm not stereotyping, but there was a pink and a blue one. (laughs) And I found them on eBay for nothing. And I, I brought them. But I was so pleased to get this back in. And I'm kind of keeping it as mint as I can. It's pretty good, Nick oh no no it's 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 it's, box fresh yeah well box and papers Uh, of course i went for box and papers because i was meeting you two to discuss (laughs) what was my first ever watch um but this was (laughs) my first ever kind of serious watch that really started and that nighttime loom i loved it at night when i was a kid growing up putting it by my bed and just seeing and i used to go to sleep with that light illuminating at me and these are this for me is iconic this is like you know if you talk to Tag Heuer or any brand this was the thing where you just go hey I want this back yep. and you know you, you want on that case construction you want everything about it it's, it's Tag Heuer's swatch but it's the grown up swatch yeah and, and how much did you get that for uh, on eBay uh, I think it was like a, am about to say 150 or 200 it wasn't it wasn't a fortune um, no, I mean, was, really, was, really not a fortune
0: what a killer watch for that um,
2: but it is one of those that you look at it and you go, actually, it is so, it's awesome.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. And you know, my wife um, wears one most of the time. She's got some weird colored ones because they came out in multiple colors. But that one with that luminous star with the black and the thing, and you know, I wore it at school. I wore it everywhere. It's like it, it was my it, Apple Watch of of the time. You know, kids, my kid kids friends are all wearing Apple Watch or Samsung or some digital thing. That is that was that thing of like you know you'd have a swatch or you'd have one of those.
1: I don't want things to get weird in episode one. I really don't. But why is the second hand doing that? It's running out of battery power. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's it's power reserve. Okay. For the the listeners at home, the second hand is jumping like four seconds. Yeah, it at used a to time. it used I'm to jump a bit.
2: That. It used to jump a bit, but not that jump.
1: <laughs> you see the big jumps it
0: takes. Yeah, it it the, the longer the further it jumps. Uh, Oh, does that—that's—that yep. means it needs the a battery.
1: Less battery it
0: has. Okay. Sorry, okay. right, it's good that we've got
1: watchmakers
2: in the building. Thank goodness! Thank well,
1: goodness, Adrian's here. <laughs> I think you must no, have but, more no, watches But
2: the second hand—you know—the second hand is a weird second hand anyway. So it's
0: one of those things. That's um, awesome, guys. Before we get um, into, because I'm dying to hear what you guys have as the watch that tipped you over the edge mm-hmm. um i think
1: we should have a drinks break okay let's do yeah, that let's, this oh. is our first ever four pillars drinks break let's let's get tipsy okay. oh hello yes. this is the first <laughs> ever four, four, pillars four pillars drinks break four pillars yeah four. And you, I, i'm loving this branding this yes. is oh yes they, they've nailed rose Golden black is on now i just want to say a little bit of something about this name because it tells you the name of the still that it. Wait, 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 I, I love that it. you're squinting at it oh my god can someone else read that please what does that say you're asking well, two not- dyslexics to read it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blind. It's the blind leading the dyslexics. So still, Wilma, Jude, and Beth. Yeah, so they're three stills in Healesville, Victoria, where this gin is made. Now, the difference between this and other gins, I don't want to sound too salesy, but I, I literally drink this gin all the time. Really? And I have, I, I'm an unofficial ambassador for this brand, which is why it was so easy. To, ambassador to, to where to sec- you pay them. secure this partnership. <laughs> I may not have paid for four pillars in a while, <laughs> but this gin is. Uh, have a little smell. It it doesn't have juniper as the dominant mm, uh, wow. sort of fruit. So it has. It's made from Australian botanical. Um, oh, man, ingredients great. and it's just really different. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, That's, really it, f- f-
2: smells fresh. Yeah, it smells fresh. I was
0: going to say it's, it's, it's,
2: it doesn't smell depressing where most gin <laughs> smells depressing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this gin go smells on, on. like depression. Just pour me a little bit. Um, so it, well, let's, have, let's have a taste. Thank I'd be you, curious. To, this is this is the first time George and Adrian have had four pillars. So oh, I mean, that this is this is such a clean. That's cheers. Chin chin. Chin chin. Chin chin. Chin chin. Okay,
0: now. Okay. Oh. that's really nice.
2: Oh, it's different, right? It's fresh as well. Yeah. it it's, yeah, is. It's really okay. We've got a sponsor. We've got something that we have to do for <laughs> the sponsor. Do, Sorry, do. let's not just drink <laughs> the paid,
1: stuff, Matt jones who is one of the co-founders of four pillars is a big watch guy and he said hey andrew look, thanks for the email love uh, i listened to bark and jack and, and i bought a bamford um g shop so i'm on board but i have a condition <laughs> and he said I, I want you guys to answer one question uh in the drinks break for a change up so his first question is a pretty spicy one and he didn't really hold back because i said yeah sure man it's called about f-ing time and the the point of the show is that it's about time there was a podcast that talked straight yeah. and and so on. He said, "Cool. Well, I'm going to ask you a tough question for the for the guys." And his first question <laughs> is: Should, if it was a choice of two, should Bond be a Rolex guy or an Amiga guy?
0: Oh, I, I, so I Matt's guess, his
1: throwing is right in deep here.
0: It it all depends on whether he actually wants wants a watch or not. Okay, because you can't get Rolexes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I
2: had not even. It, it took me a while to log into that. Um, look, Omega. I think worked very well with. I, th- I I'm, I'm going to say Omega because, you know, you kind of you go to the original books and you know you look at car brands. Bentley was the in the original books, but he's an Aston guy. I think the same with with, you know, Rolex and Omega. I think he's an Omega guy. I th- what What <laughs> nice, do you think?
1: Nice. Look, I I'm going to say an Omega. Omega guy because I'm Australian but I'm going to say Omega simply because Omega had way better gadgets. No. Like Rolex just didn't bring much they had like a little buzzsaw they had some some sort of I just don't M- think magnet. that in the gadget wars Rolex got, got thrashed. I'm, okay, so, I want so, more gadgets from Omega. But might so. I
0: say Four Pillars this is delicious. Oh, th- th- this is lovely. <laughs> but I'd, I have to end that question on <laughs> um, Bond is is a special unique character there, there aren't many people like him in the world um, and I feel Omega is a bit too common for that sort of character. Ooh, okay. Aston Martin. If if he was an omega guy, he would be a BMW driver. But Aston Martin's something special. And so I feel like
2: yeah, the but that, is, okay. No, no, no.
1: Then, then I'd say to you is that. Are we just going to do a round on this? We're just going to keep going around. Okay, <laughs> no, 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 no. Because
2: because we're, we're carrying on drinking. It's like it's <laughs> just like it's like this break has gone into a new new. But I I think to myself is if you were going to say that maybe it is an independent or something else. It's another brand that is not not any of the big brands. I think that's where, okay. you know, I, I, I could say, but you're, you're asking two questions about two brands. Both of them, for me, are ma- mass-market luxury products. They're that's not, s- yes. they're not, they're not yes. yeah. niche. They're not, you know, so it's kind of like you look at all the fashion styling of Bond and he's not as kind of like mass-market luxury products. And so you have to then think it has to either be an independent or a smaller brand.
0: I'd, I'd, I'd go with Vavash on Overseas. I, I
1: think oh
2: Jesus Christ could you imagine that that bezel and stuff okay we, we're carrying <laughs> a, we, do you know what
1: I think I think we should do a whole episode on this I think we should as well oh okay. that would be cool I, I yeah. think it could get quite <laughs> okay. heated as well okay good perfect
2: thank you for the drink thank you Four Pillars up. that Champions.
0: was absolutely amazing so Andrew I'm, I'm dying to hear um, after your um, confusing starts mm. emotionally confusing because you you bought this this Panerai thinking it was going to be the game changer for you, and it wasn't, mm-hmm. and you smashed it. Um, what
1: was the watch? I promise this was not a planned segue, but it was actually a Rolex Submariner. Oh, on, God! On, no. on a black NATO strap. Should we drink every time we see Rolex? <laughs> <laughs> no, because we will be absolutely. I think Four Pillars would ret- retract the sponsorship <laughs> if that was the case. No, I, look, there's a there's a few caveats here because a Rolex Submariner was a watch that I used to mock when I was at GQ. I I didn't I never wanted this watch, but I saw someone wearing it on a NATO and that someone was Roger Moore. Okay. And I thought that's unusual and, for, and because it didn't really take off like he wore it like that in bond he wore it on leather straps in bond he was actually a massive strap hacker you know the, yeah. the bond was quite you know creative with wearing his his rolex yeah. um so wearing a, a no date submariner pre so just the cleanest matte black elegant dial no text on it no date um on a black nato strap and then bashing the hell out of it and never being able to see any evidence of the injury. Yeah. And also noticing on the train or in different lights, I'd look at it and see that the finishing. I started to build not only sort of affection for this watch, but I started to build love for this watch. And I started to think, right, these fussed over products, when they're done to this extent, when they're done perfectly well, And when they can withstand daily wear, this, it began something. So that was, I, I regret to say that, that watch is no longer with me, of course. Um, as our early watches don't usually survive the whole journey unless you're George and you can keep every single one because you know you look at me with sort of disdain every time I say that but uh, this watch had to make way for others but it definitely and the reason we have this watch here is that I said to George I don't have that watch anymore do you have a sub on a NATO and he's like sure (laughs) and then pulls this out of the safe and this doesn't give any this is not the same as mine was a pre-Maxi case pre-ceramic bezel um, totally different proposition but this still illustrates that um, Rolex playing that way, and that was all of those elements of trusting the watch, feeling that it could withstand whatever I threw at it seeing that it was versatile because pre-maxi cases are so hackable. Yeah. Oh my gosh! They yeah. look good on just about anything, leather NATO and as well. aged as well. They aged, look. Aluminium bezel, yeah. like a hundred dollars to replace Do at the time, and those, that's oh. the thing. Is that was that
2: was back to being. It was a cool brand. I remember seeing some of the first ones. Um, I, I was, uh, I think it was Double R L in, Lund- in uh, New York, and I was living in New York. And I, and I used to go to flea markets and trade watches. But then going there and seeing some of those damaged and aged
1: with a really yeah. gnarly, sometimes the strap more you, and, the more and, you, you know, mess them up, the better they look. Yeah, well, and that, aging, that's
2: one of those watches. yeah, and how the alum- how like the bezel used to change color and it used yeah. to go like Ghosted blues and bezel. purples and they're just sexy it it, i can understand i can understand that i think you know this one i think
1: is but it's not it's not got the same love for me it's got not got the same love so i don't even feel i feel nothing for this watch in particular but it still illustrates it's a Rolex on a mm-hmm. NATO. But uh, <laughs> uh, I feel nothing for this watch. Take it away. No, that that was the watch that made me fall in love. And I still remember that feeling. And it was not something that happened instantaneously like I thought would happen with the Panerai. Mm-hmm. It was trust that was built. It was a love that grew over time. But it led to me being here right now, 100%. That's amazing. To build a bit of career for Okay,
0: mate. over to you. Me? Okay. <laughs> um, Adrian. So I loved Sorry, your – um, your point about getting the Panerai and not feeling that life-changing moment of feeling knowing that you have something expensive on the wrist
1: but the lifestyle hasn't come instead with it. Instead of being freed, I was I was worried. Yeah. I was caged. Yeah. It was the opposite feeling. I suddenly was instead of being liberated to some new level of actualization, I was just worried scared of door handles for the first time in my life. Yeah. It's oh goodness, you didn't want to be climbing in it, you didn't want to do you know. I just didn't want to be in a house with door handles. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite inconvenient. There aren't many houses without door handles. But my my, my <laughs> first expensive
0: watch was a Rolex Explorer 2, and I had exactly that feeling of I've bought this very expensive item and I'm scared to use it. I'm I'm scared to wear it because I hadn't got used to that idea. But also I just didn't feel the love for the watch. The watch that changed it for me was the Explorer, some people call it Explorer one, the 14270. It changed it for me because I had no expectations. I bought this watch very early on into me uh, starting my YouTube channel, that um, and Jack, and uh, I, I bought it to slate it because everyone said how much they loved the Explorer. And I thought, oh, that's a boring watch. What are you talking about? It's terrible. There's so many more interesting watches out there. The moment I put it on the wrist, I changed my mind. Yeah. There was something magical about just being such... It stopped ticking. There's something magical about... Uh, it being so simple, just so chilled out, it, it isn't a flashy watch. It isn't – I had a Kermit at the time, I think. It isn't this big, bulky Submariner. It's just very so the slim. the
1: Kermit wasn't the one that did it?
0: Like, you didn't feel no, the same? No, no. It's, I, I thought wow. the Kermit was cool, but it was this watch – uh, which can't get tickets. Just say it's uh, stopping again. <laughs> Should we just point out <laughs> I've got watchmakers in
1: the is building, and they need to solve some watches that is can't there a take? huge magnet under here? Or, or was no, this no, is this it, thing a huge magnet?
0: <laughs> this has been sat in my bag. I've, I just put okay. it on for this. Uh, so, uh, but, but yeah, it, it, it was the simplicity of this watch, and there's something magical about it. And it was it was a watch that doesn't have hype. It didn't at the time. I bought that for three grand. Now they're they're over double that. But it's also, it's not the size that we look at
2: today. Correct. Versus it, it's, mm. And that's what I think you're going back to. You're harking back to um, the climbers. You're harking back to something that is a simpler design, like with your Submariner to start off yeah. with. It's a simpler design. You yeah. know, this is, this, you know, you can trace the history back to something that you go actually it did explore it did did do what it said on the tin it's not exactly. it's not a kind of homage to something else it's this is what it is I, I think it. i think it's a genius watch and i know why you you said that's the watch
0: yeah and it's i, I love the <laughs> fact that it's purpose it is a tool its purpose is to tell the time and that is all it does it doesn't need date doesn't need a bezel if you want to know the time here it is it's very very legible yeah By the way, the loom doesn't work anymore. But that's it. It's it's my my Explorer. This is from
1: 1998. Can I admit something too? I feel like this is the second time in the same episode, but I have always thought Explorers were boring, the first ones. But I've never actually worn an Explorer with khaki (laughs) until today. It's a uniform. And I put it on with this, and I just was like, I think I want to take this home. <laughs> Honestly and it's because we talked about this in the in the green room as we are waiting to come into the studio um do you like how I just turned yeah. <laughs> Bamford HBO? Yeah, you, 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 you made this like, sound so much studio. better. Yeah. <laughs> we're in, by the way, we're in George's apartment. What is house. this? This is a house in Mayfair. What is this? The office? This is HQ? called The Hive. The Hive. The, the Hive. Hive. It is. Air Bamford Watch Department. Should, sorry, where, where are you from? Yes. Time uh, and what? Yeah, yeah. No, Time uh, uh, <laughs> and Toyd. Where, toy? you, where, where are you from? Sorry, T-O-I-D. both of you mentioned. Park uh, and Jock. Park <laughs> 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 and Jock, okay. <laughs> Pork and Jack. Um, <laughs> no, I. I that is the most attraction I've ever felt towards an explorer. It might be that it's yours, Adrian. I mean, it might be oh, the I personal appreciate. connection. Ooh. But no, I looked at mounts. it and I, I felt like I was um, a Cuban dictator. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think you even did say that. Yeah, <laughs> so no, you did kind say of it. like <laughs>
1: didn't want to say We shall not say his name, or maybe the, the sexier version, Che <laughs> Guevara. Sorry, <laughs> she, say, say, she, say she, go, Sorry? Che Guevara. Thank you for pillars. Uh, yeah, I could say that easily. It works. <laughs> no,
0: George. Yeah, George, sorry, you're up. You? George, let's let's hear what you're.
2: Okay, you're um, love, what I've brought um, i brought a Breitling Navitimer. Now, Ooh. the interesting thing about this, this is was my first real kind of love for a watch and a movement. Um, I got given this, and I'm just going to turn it over for the cameras. I got given this in um, uh, 1996 from my parents um i found out how much my parents paid for it because i found out after Uh, it was 300 pounds um so thanks mum and dad um and i got given it for my birthday um and i i'm i'm born just before christmas i mean literally just before christmas and so um boxing day that's the day after christmas just to kind of inform everyone else um (laughs) just because i can say that Um, it was in pieces and I had a glasses screwdriver and a pen knife, and I took the watch to pieces on a towel, and I wanted to work out how it worked. And so this is me. I, as a kid, I used to take the TV to bits. I used to take uh, juices to bits and take parts out and then make them faster. That was my kind of thing. I, and um, even now, I, I have an engine at home, and I take it to bits and rebuild it. That's my kind of – I love this. But this watch um, – Could and you it,
1: put it back together and have it work?
2: Okay, so there is a few things you've got to look at the case of this. So the amount of chips, the amount of dents on the case. The glass (laughs) has broken about five times. The hands have been replaced about...
1: Three or four times. I was time. reminding myself how good the watch um, looks. No, no, no. If
2: you, look under, uh, if you look closely, you'll see all the different things. Um, oh, no. Sorry, it was for Christmas. So Christmas Day, um, I got given us. I just realized because the uh, engraving on the back. So everything about this has not <laughs> – is like this is a Frankenstein now because it's all kind of gone back to Breitling a few times. Um, I don't even think George Kern allows it to come back now because it's got, gone through so many things.
1: <laughs> the Pamford watch is back. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, please, no. He's he does not try it again. Um,
2: but when I put it back together, there was a few bits on the towel. Um, <laughs> That's never a good sign. Uh, but, but the thing is, there wasn't a great YouTube channel. There wasn't a great um, blog and journal about how watches work. There wasn't mm-hmm. anything out there for me. So it was learn by feel, learn by touch. So I'm kind of hand it around because you can have a look at all the dents and the cracks and the bumps and the bit and this was my kind of light bulb moment of going I love this and also my parents loved it because it, it kept me away from the tv and kept me away from um stripping the lawn <laughs> or yeah no no I, I mean it, you know all of those things It kept me away from that for about six months so I kept them taking it to bits, rebuilding it, taking it to bits, rebuilding it.
1: Until there were no parts left on the Well,
2: no, but it did go back (laughs) to Breitling quite a few times. (laughs) Um, But that's the thing where I got into watch because of this. I got into this watch and I just... And I got into Breitling in that way of kind of like, and I changed the strap over. I've, I've done, I did so many different things, but you look at all the dents around, around the lugs. You look at the dent on the case back. And that was my love for mm-hmm. this watch. You can even see the scratches on the dial because I, I couldn't, I, I didn't know to put, um, you know, plastic over to pull the, uh, the hands off. So mm-hmm. I just went, boom, with a glasses screwdriver. That was it. it. I didn't, there was no explaining at that time. Yeah. but I love it because each of those things is my problem it's my yes. fault yeah. i've i've screwed that watch but it's not a show pony it's not one of those that sits in a safe and goes oh look how beautiful i am it's like and that's where I always love about my watches when I said earlier i i i see them in another way i see them as how they're made how they're built how they're i, I and I see about because I've always wanted to go inside them i've always wanted to kind of open it up and kind of and that I geek out on so that
1: watch Mm. was the kind of the geeky side of me can you explain to me why it has a Tag Heuer crown
2: <laughs> it doesn't major look <laughs> <the> but almost <laughs> almost <laughs> it, it probably it, it may well have at some point <laughs> may maybe
1: that's why george <laughs> won't take your repairs anymore
2: <laughs> uh yeah no it's uh but it, it honestly for me if you ask me about watches that would never leave the collection that that's one that could never leave to never sell um because it's just it's it's quirky it's it's an odd mm. one it's also you know there's no waterproofing on it there's no you know there's no I learned the hard way because I always thought there was waterproofing on it and then I went swimming with it and then I realized I'd got to take it to bits and put it and dry it out. And it, it, Anyway, that watch has been through a lot with me mm-hmm. and it was my first serious watch.
1: And for the listeners who aren't going to watch this on video, the inscription reads, George, happy Christmas, much love, ma and pa, 1996. Oh, yes. I love yeah, that. that's a beautiful way to finish. Thank you, George.
0: I, I, I wish more watches had, uh,
1: had engravings on them. Yeah,
0: um, amazing. So I, I, I think that's a pretty cool, pretty cool journey, and it's really interesting how we had very similar connections to watches, or lack of lack connection of. after
1: um, after great expectations. Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought? And then we end up with the two most basic Rolexes in the collection. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and Gucci to a Submariner Explorer. <laughs> to the stars. <laughs> what a transition! Now there is one last regular part of this show. Oh yes. George, you want to explain this? I'm going to say what it is as, as an acronym because I just love saying it. I've been saying it over and over for about two <laughs> yeah. months. BYOI. What
2: is BYOI? <sighs> this is about independent watches. And this is um, about, we want to highlight independent watches here. Uh, there is some amazing independent watches out there. Um, and, you know, when we're talking about this journey of watches, really, really, Independent watches are that. You have to learn about independent watches. If you want to get into watches, if you want to learn about watches, you've got to look at these independents. They're doing the crazy things. They're doing the
1: wonderful things. And the new indies are the micros. Oh, yes. So not only are we talking about indies, it's bring your own independent and we incorporate Micro brands into independence because they are indie, but they're sort of the new exciting wave, aren't they? There's a juggernaut of, of independence, uh, there's a juggernaut of micros as well. And I'm sorry about
2: um, not saying bring your own independent because I couldn't figure out what the acronym
1: stands
2: for. i Thank all. you very much, <laughs>
1: Four Pillars. <laughs> Drinks so, break definitely needs to be later in the show. <laughs> oh, yes, it yeah. yeah. That's,
0: that's, that's my bad, bringing it in too early. Uh, so yeah, every episode, we're going to be bringing in, um, highlighting an independent. And the one that I want to highlight is Garrick. Now, these guys aren't new. Um, I know nothing about Garrick. This is, oh, really? I'm already lo- learning from this show. So uh, Garrick, they're, they're based in Norfolk, and they have a watch called the Norfolk. Uh, but w- what I love about them is... This is British watchmaking. I'm not particularly patriotic, but I think it's kind of fun. (laughs) It's so British. (laughs) I'm not not patriotic, (laughs) but... No, I'm really, really not patriotic. Uh, But this is a British brand. Um, What I love about these guys is that they're they're handmade watches, but they have such a broad price range. And so essentially you can go to them and uh, get a bespoke watch made for you. And it can be not as little, they start at five and a half grand, which I think for a handmade watch is pretty epic. Yeah. Uh, and they can go up to five figures, mm-hmm. essentially be as, as intricate as you want. But what, what I like about this is a lot of independents are crazy money. Um, and I feel like this has a styling of perhaps a Roger Smith meets Grubel Fawzi. They, they kind of, they have more, um, intricate pieces like, uh, a, a skeletonized, I mean, there's not huge complications going on, but they're, it's it's the it styling that, it has that
1: look though doesn't it's, it? It's got
0: the look, mm. and and of course it's not going to have the finishing of a Roger Smith or a Google Forty, but that's the kind of area that, that, that I'm going to place these guys. In. I just like them. I, I think they're they're simple, uh, nicely made watches that can be crazy expensive. They bug me um,
2: because I I don't like the tails of the hands. I think that uh, it's it's an odd thing, but I do like. design of it i think you're saying about roger smith and i think that you know when you look at look i am i'm going to wave the flag for britain i'm going to wave the flag for british (laughs) british
1: like a couple of weeks ago with bremont so yeah so
2: so british for me british watchmaking has to be there it has to be the forefront it has to be something that we're talking about because i'm talking about it in that way of i love some of the british designs I do like Garrick. Um, I prefer the one that they did with Fears. I think that. was Oh, the that. one they
0: did with Fears was absolutely gorgeous. I
2: think. Mm. I think. I think, think Fears with Garrick together. I think. Yeah. Um, Fears have a very good design ethos with Garrick on the side. I. I. I, I, I like the idea of personalization. Of course, I do because that's that, that's what my world is. But what I look at is this watch. Just the only thing that bugs me is the hands. Mm. And and. And I can't, I can't get over, you know, and I think that's where you do personalization. And that's why I look at the Fears and the Garrick. And I think that, for me, is a great, great watch. Um, and was, that was
0: actually my original um, choice, was the Fears and Garrick. Because I agree, I think for both brands, that watch is the best-looking watch from both brands. I, I think yeah. it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, but you look at the hands. Do you
2: know what I mean? Is you look at the hands. True, yeah, I agree. I, I, yes. I, I look at you know. There's a wonderful little thing. So if you look at the Fears Garrick one, um, I, I think is absolutely amazing. It feels a little bit like you're showing. Um, I, I you see this little chainsaw coming at the top, and you know there's something quite cool about all over design. I think I think they've they've got the hands right. I think the sub hands were awesome on this, and I think if I look at this, this for me is a proper it's it it it's where i think garrick should be mm-hmm. heading towards is something that feels like it has a different design ethos um you know when you say about roger smith garrick does slightly feel that way but i think when you do something like this i haven't seen it before
1: no, I, haven't, no, I haven't i haven't seen I, I that, that, dial that configuration is I cannot think of another watch no. that has an aperture like that at six and then no. those two Well the, the, the massive two, oversized two and two and balance
0: is, is that is very sexy. It's massive, isn't it? It's
2: it's a sexy watch and I think that's where I and I think Garrick is amazing and I think that they are an amazing brand. I just think on design wise, um there is something to try and try and be alongside um Roger Smith and mm-hmm. and um I, I I that's why I like what they did here because you know, of course it was a sellout. Of course it was one of those things. You have the love affair of what two brands. was the brand. price of this one? It's about 20? 20-something thousand.
1: Um, 20 and a half, years. yeah. And let's be honest, that's a pretty big moment for yeah. British watchmaking. Oh, it's so amazing, yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah. Bremont selling out in, well, I don't know. Uh, Come on, George. 12. <laughs> I'm throwing you a bone here. About 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. That selling out in less than a day, and then this selling yeah. out at that price point. I mean, this is massive. And, and both of Roger, these launched in the peak, same week. Peak UK. Yes, no, they did. Yeah, yeah. So, so for me, I think
2: this is. A, but why I why I'm saying something about this? I agree with you about Garrick. I think it is a great brand. I think it is, and I think, uh, and where I think their watchmaking is superlative. It's amazing. But when I look at design wise, it's something like you know. It's the mixture. It's 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 like Microsoft versus Apple. Mm. You know, Apple's got beautiful design, and Microsoft's got all the technology, or you know, or it just feels like that. Or Android versus Apple. All right. You know, can I
1: can I be risque here? You're a designer, George. Yeah. What hands do you want on that watch? I, see, I like what they did with Fizz. Okay. Honestly, and I, I, I like the Fizz idea. Fizz have
0: special hands. Yeah. And, 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 and the, the numerals as well that Fizz have. Yeah. This is all custom stuff that Fizz do. This isn't yeah. um, It's not no, this, And
2: it's not Garrick and Nats. And I agree. I, I, I agree. But I just think to myself, is there big tail anchor tails? Yeah. You know, if you look at all of the hands designed, you know, I, I look at hand design and I think, is there a reason why there's a big tail? And you know, and, and also because I'm dyslexic, so I, 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 you never know where the big
0: hand and little hand is. So you know, I. I and, and, <laughs> to, to be fair, as soon as you mentioned the hands, I thought immediately thought about legibility. Yeah. There isn't a huge difference in length between those two hands. No, and, 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 th- and that does and, make it challenging.
2: But I like I like the design. I like yeah. the off center. I like the design of the white dials. There's so many things I like. The case but, shape is very
1: attractive. But what, yeah. what
2: would pull me f- to not buy this...
1: Mm, is the Anchor tails.
2: Is the Anchor tails and, and that And I should. I should be buying British watches. I should be buying, but I'd buy the fears over this.
1: Mm.
0: So strategically, strategically, <laughs> I didn't choose the fears Garrick, because I wanted to talk about fears in another episode. <laughs> <laughs> We've but killed, there we go. We've
1: killed two birds with this stone. We, we no, had, no, no, we no, no,
0: because we, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. This has been awesome. This has been great fun. We should do this uh, again. We should do this again. Oh, I'd, yes, I'd please. I'd love to do this. <laughs> oh, yes, please. Many more times. Um, so as an ending, please subscribe, if that's what you do with podcasts. <laughs> <desubscribe> yeah. podcast. <laughs> You're in autopilot
1: mode. <laughs> I am. You hit the bell notification.
2: So we have got an Instagram account uh, about effing time. Um and please um, stay here and listen to more about effing time. This has been absolutely a more amazing, fabulous and wonderful. Um Andrew, do you wanna
1: say goodbye? I do, I just want to say episode two is the Bond Watch death match.
2: Oh no, oh no, oh it no. It is we're Spoiler gonna, we're gonna alert. choose
1: I win. <laughs> Incorrect. Oh, no, no. no, no, we we each get to choose our weapon george i believe you're hosting
2: oh yes so i'm george bamford uh from bamford watch department this has been effing awesome
1: <laughs> i'm adrian barker from bark
0: and jack this has been effing fun <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm Andrew from time and Tide, and i can't effing wait for the next episode
0: yeah i'm looking forward to it let's get there see you soon
1: see ya